Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite crap beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sunny D. I want to thank you all uh, for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast and the continued uh, and growing support here for the Seems Legit Podcast. Thank you so much. Big shout out to all our friends of the podcast. We've got B-Boys Honey locally made and sourced here in Manitoba. I'm partial to the uh, cinnamon honey. That's my favorite. Uh, you can find them in a wide variety of stores here in Winnipeg and around Manitoba. We've also got Celtics Doctors located here in Winnipeg at 666 St. James Street. Please visit them for any cell phone, tablet, and screen repair needs you might have. Mention the Seems Legit podcast and receive 10% off. We've also got Skin Dimensions Tattoo located here on Cordon Avenue in Winnipeg. Please visit them for any tattooing and piercing needs you might have. Just got some new work done this weekend. Uh, so thank you. Big shout out to Kelly for that. Uh, we've also got uh, Zero Gravity Games down in Fayetteville, Georgia. Please visit them for any used, rare, and vintage gaming needs you might have. And last but not least, we've got the Vegas Squares Podcast, Sports Talk by sports fans for sports fans. All right, speaking of sports talk, let's get into this. Um, another round of the NHL playoffs are over, and we now have the Stanley Cup Final decided. So this is an interesting one. So St. Louis, it'll be St. Louis versus Boston. I believe Boston will host, uh, and uh, it's set to start next Monday. So what's interesting about this is I've been long saying since basically the first round of the playoffs uh, kind of ended that Boston kind of emerged of the teams left as the favorite to win the cup, in my opinion. I f- felt it's their cup to lose this year. Simply put, I always say whenever there's any kind of tournament-style, bracketing-style um road to victory you look at the roads to victory for each team or each competitor involved boston's road to the cup final in my opinion was relatively easy compared to the survive the other surviving teams uh carolina i felt again they were a bit of an overachiever uh and i mean it showed they got they got swept uh by boston in a series that didn't even look close um, Columbus was the feel-good story. I was rooting for Columbus, hoping they could get the job done. They couldn't. Um, and again, Columbus arguably had a very would have had a very tough road. They would have had to get to t- by Tampa Bay and Boston in consecutive rounds. Not an easy task. If you look over at the West, you have an aging, beat-up, injured um, San Jose Shark team. You have Colorado that I mean, one I mean had probably the best top line in the playoffs. Uh, most dynamic, took Chicago to the limit, um, sadly couldn't get the job done in Game 7, but again, get past that first line, a little shallow there in their talent pool. Uh, Dallas had a relatively tough, uh, would have had a tough go, they would have had to get past Nashville, and then St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis, the hottest team since January 3rd. I mean, on January 3rd, St. Louis was dead last in the NHL, and now they're playing for the Stanley Cup. So it's a great story, and I just think of all the teams that made it to the second round and you looked at roads to victory, and I mean, I was shocked. I had picked Washington to repeat as cup champions. I stand by that pick. I felt that their road to a a repeat was actually relatively easy. I did not anticipate them blowing a 3-1 series lead to Carolina. Um, That caught me very much by surprise, but shit happens. Uh, And with the teams that did get eliminated in the first round... 
Again, Boston in the East had a relatively easy uh, go, and that's why they got through relatively unscathed to the Cup Final. And, I mean, they're going to have a big break when it's all said and done, probably upwards of 10, 11 days. In the West, like I predicted, um, I knew that series was going to go six or seven games um, between San Jose and uh, St. Louis, and they beat each other up. It was going to be a tough, grinding series, which it was. Uh, St. Louis prevailed. Again, I did feel St. Louis had an edge because of goaltending. Jordan Binnington has been unreal since he's gotten the call-up uh, in during, uh, midway through the season this year. And, I mean, they're finding a way to win. And they're finding ways. I mean, by the end of it, games five and six didn't even really look that close, um, which, go, which went to show that, let's say, San Jose had gutted it out and gotten through the West and gotten through St. Louis. It would have been hard for me to say they had anything left in the tank uh, going against the big bad Bruins. I do think the gas tank might be a little bit depleted for St. Louis. However, in a weird turn of events, uh, they get an almost week break. So the Stanley Cup final isn't going to begin until next Monday. So that's a six-day break, uh, which for these players, I mean, it gives the teams a chance to rest, gives the uh, coaches a chance to strategize, gives both teams ample time to practice. Um, when I was talking about that this morning in, uh, with Jess, she was telling me, she says, well, maybe it's because they want to make sure both teams have a fair chance at winning. I said, you know what, that's actually probably true. Uh, you know, you don't want to have a cup final where, I mean, one team has such a decided edge and all of a sudden, yeah, oh, well, Boston won because they got the extra rest where St. Louis was, you know, tired and depleted and banged up um, after the Western Conference road that they had to go through. And I mean, they had a tough road. They had uh, three grueling series. Uh, Winnipeg uh, in the first round, which, I mean, that was disappointing for Winnipeg. Uh, Dallas in the second round, and then now San Jose. And, I mean, they got to redeem themselves. Uh, a couple of years ago, San Jose beat them in the Western Final. So St. Louis makes it to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 1970. Uh, and I think it's also the first time a team has ever been dead last that far into a season. And made it to a cup final. So that'll be... Uh, so that's, there's a lot of interesting storylines going into this cup. I think, as I've said, with a lot of the interesting teams or the, you know, kind of more popular teams being eliminated relatively early, there was a bit of a disconnect. Uh, especially, you know, now that baseball season is starting, uh, basketball playoffs are currently ongoing, uh, where, uh, what's it, Golden State Warriors are going to make their fifth straight NBA Finals appearance. Um, the Raptors are looking good. They just tied up and beat Milwaukee two straight uh, in two straight games there. So now that series is tied up, uh, making it a best of three. Uh, and the crazy thing, too, is Milwaukee in the regular season had only ever lost two straight games once. So, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, that's almost becoming a more interesting storyline than hockey. So it's kind of a weird thing when you look at the business aspect of it. Where, I mean, maybe you try to salvage it and say, okay, you know what? Let's get behind the push here for the cup. Let's give the teams a chance to rest. Let's get some high-level hockey back. And maybe, hopefully, it'll work. I don't know. Um, because, as I said, I think there was a bit of a disconnect. All the Canadian teams were gone in the first round. Uh, Calgary, who won the West, which was like, oh, hey, rah, rah, Canada. They didn't even look good against uh, Colorado. They won that first game pretty handedly. And everyone's was like, oh, you know, Colorado doesn't have a chance. I kept saying, nah, Colorado. I predicted them. That was actually one of the few predictions I got right in the first round. And Colorado came back and smoked their ass. Uh, so it is what it is. But 
uh, moving forward and looking towards this, we've seen some interesting things. So some of the interesting storylines, as I've said, is St. Louis clawing back from being dead last in the entire league, not even just in the conference, in the entire fucking league, they were dead last. And I mean, you can liken it, I'll give you guys a poker analogy. Uh, last year, uh, after day one of the main event, uh, Joe Cata was barely hanging on. I think he was down to like in the teens of thousands. So I think he might have had like 16 or 18,000 chips after day one, clawed right back into the game. And I mean, was came in fifth in the main fucking event. So, I mean, anything can happen. And I mean, Joe Cata is a very accomplished and very talented No Limit Hold'em tournament player. Uh, I mean, the, the, it speaks for itself. I think now he's, I want to say he's four bracelets now. I think, I think at four, cause he won two last year. And I think, and after his main event, I think he went on to win an additional bracelet. I think it's four no limit Hold'em bracelets, which is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, having met and uh, spent time around Joe Cata, he's an awesome guy. Can't say enough good things about Joe Cata. So, uh, but again, it's that idea of, you know what, you just gotta sometimes buckle down and plow ahead and just fucking grind and work and find your way into positions of success. And St. Louis did it. Um, and I mean, it's, it's not even just that they're relying on Jordan Bennington here. They're looking good as a team. Uh, Tarasenko's tearing it up. Ryan O'Reilly's tearing it up. You're getting guys like Shen, uh, that are contributing Tyler Bozak, uh, now that he gets to take kind of a secondary uh, role on a team, he's um, been a valuable contributor to that team. So just it's amazing how that's come together. And I mean, after people thought of the fire sale last year in St. Louis where they were getting rid of everyone, uh, now to have this chance. I mean, another interesting storyline there is that they traded away their former captain a couple of years ago, David Backus. Now Backus playing for Boston again in kind of that secondary role. Uh gets a shot at St. Louis. So it's kind of interesting to see how this is all going to play out um, again. But, and I mean, from Saint, from Boston's perspective, they've got a bit of interesting history. So they were saying, I think that it's only the second or third time in history a team has swept one team in a, in a round just to get swept the next round. So that happened with the New York Islanders. They swept Pittsburgh in the first round and then got swept by Carolina just for Carolina to have the same thing done to them by Boston. So it'd be kind of interesting, and I don't think it's going to happen, but if Boston kind of got swept by St. Louis, that would be interesting to see that an entire wing of bracket was uh, sweep after sweep. But uh, nonetheless, I don't see that happening. I think the Big Bad Bruins, it's their time. As I, I do still stand by the fact that I do think it is their cup to lose. Um, tactically... Um, stylistically, experience-wise, I think they just have a huge edge. Not only that, I've talked about this before, that idea of window and of opportunity to be at that peak or that top of the mountain. Um, Boston has been a consistent measuring stick in the Eastern Conference for a long time, kind of since those mid-2000s. Uh, they've really established themselves as one of those, you know, top tier teams in the Eastern Conference. And they've stuck around. I don't know. I They haven't missed the playoffs too many times. Yeah, I mean, they've had some times where their goaltender, you know, to, the people have doubted Tuka Rask and whatnot. Um, he did get to that cup final in 2013 uh, where he lost and people, you know, kind of said, oh, well, there you go. He's not Tim Thomas. But nonetheless, uh, Tuka Rask has been, again, a cornerstone for that team. Again, a bar of... Uh, consistency in net. He's won a Vesna trophy. 
against this young up and comer, Jordan Bennington. Again, is 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 this a sign of the times too with Bennington? Is he now the guy? Like, is he going to be up there as a Matt Murray type situation? You have a couple of good runs and then all of a sudden you disappear or cam ward you know you have that one good playoff run and then never can capture well i mean the book is still being written on uh jordan binnington but just i mean let's take it for in the moment binnington is arguably the best goalie in the west right now and showed it through the playoffs Tuka Rask, the most consistent best goalie in the eastern conference boom they're playing head to head and i think when you consider that Tuka Rask has been to the show now twice once as a backup, once as a starter. Um, many people are considering him the favorite as the Consmite Trophy winner uh, out of uh, the East. In the West, it would probably be Binnington, maybe Ryan O'Reilly, maybe Tarasenko, one of those three. But I mean, for the Bruins, you probably have, yeah, Pasternak, uh, Bergeron Marchand. In probably just Marchand or uh, Tuka Rask. So it'll be interesting to see how the Cup Final plays out. Last year, I thought the race going into the cup final was a little more, uh, was a little tighter than people realized uh, between Ovechkin and Holtby. Pardon me, I think, um, but I mean, for everything Ovechkin's done, it was kind of his consmite to lose. Not only that, with Holtby having that like seven goal uh, first game in the in the uh, cup final, it, it was kind of hard to recover from that, especially with Ovechkin kind of single handedly. I think winning them games two and three, so. That kind of sealed Ovechkin's uh, consmite last year. This year again, who knows, right? Some of those guys that are kind of that are you know lingering in that secondary. Oh, they might be the consmite. You know, they all of a sudden pull ahead. Justin Williams, last time L.A. Kings, he pulled ahead in the in the uh, Stanley Cup final. It was looking like it could have been an Andre Kopitar, uh, Marion Gabrick, if I'm not mistaken, was having another good playoff run. Jonathan Quick being Jonathan Quick. And then Williams pulled himself ahead in the cup final. So we'll see how that plays out for the Consmite Trophy winner. But I would say going into the finals, the favorites for each team would be the goalies. Tuka Rask for Boston, Jordan Bennington for the West. And both teams in this situation, because they're kind of a little bit, you know, Boston because of age, Chara's injured. Um, you're going to need your goalies to step up. Uh, and one of the first things that could really change or decide kind of a pace of the series is if one of the two goalies kind of falls apart. If that happens and you need a backup situation, again, that edge goes to Boston. Halak, I think, is a is a more trusted backup and a better quality backup than uh, Jake Allen. I think Jake Allen has been given that, was given the reins in, in St. Louis on a lot of leash, a lot of extra leash, and kind of let it go to waste uh, in St. Louis. So, if it became a situation where the backups have to get involved, again, Boston has the edge. I think that gritty style, uh, Marchand, you know he's already working on how he's going to get under everybody's skin. You know that's going to happen. I just think, I think the Bruins, it's their season. Again, it's not a matter of being the best team in the league. I don't even think that, they, I mean, they weren't. Well, they actually, they believe it or not, they were one of the best teams in the league this year. So, it is what it is. St. Louis was the best team from January 3rd onwards. You are getting... Kind of the best teams of 2019 are the ones, ironically enough, playing. St. Louis, um, Boston had that run there where they won like 18 or 19 straight games. Uh, something ridiculous. I mean, they, they they came first in... They were the best team in the Eastern Conference that wasn't named the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, it is what it is. And I was saying, too, uh, just a couple of nights ago, that ironically enough, when you go... St. Louis went from being dead last to going into the last two games of the season with the only team in the Central Division totally in control of their own destiny. 
And I mean, this was against a Winnipeg Jet team that had a six-point cushion with three games in hand. And they still managed to blow it. So I think the team, I mean, Boston and St. Louis are the two teams that deserve to get there. And they've gotten there. So good for them. I don't know that I'm going to, I predict this being a, you know, a really tough, grinded out series. I think if Boston gets ahead and gets momentum in their corner, it could be very tough. If Boston goes up 2-0 winning those first two games, and then they can get one of the two in St. Louis, I could see this wrapping up relatively quickly in five games. Uh, I just think they'll be too much to overcome. And I, again, they carry that chip on their shoulder of having been to the show and lost. I think that's a big thing that teams realize, have to realize. When you've been there and been so fucking close, when you have those opportunities again, it almost should, well, it should and does light that fire under your ass to be like, that is not happening again. Uh, Sidney Crosby's a great example. Lost in his first time to the cup. Won three, you know, last three times he's been to the cup, he's won. Um, in poker, David Williams uh, was runner-up uh, to... David Williams was runner-up to, not Moneymaker, but to uh, Greg Raymer. He was the runner-up to Greg Fossilman Raymer. Went on to win his own bracelet. I think it was in stud that he won his. But uh, I think he just—I think he has the one bracelet. I know he has at least one bracelet and won a, won a bracelet of his own. So it happened. Sammy Farha was runner-up to uh, Chris Moneymaker, but Sammy Farah has like three, four, five bracelets. Um, just remember that, right? Eric's—I mean, back in the old days, it was a little different, right? I mean, Eric Seidel famously—I mean, lost was the runner-up to Giant Chan and has gone on to win eight of his own bracelets. Giant Chan just happens to be a ten-time bracelet winner, right? Um, but it is what it is. And, I mean, a kind of a redemption story there was in 88 when Seidel lost to Chan. En route to that, Johnny Chan, I believe, eliminated Phil Hellmuth in, like, 13th place or 17th place. And then the next year, Phil Hellmuth gets his revenge and becomes the youngest main event winner at the time and uh, defeats Johnny Chan heads up. So it, these things kind of have a way of, uh, of working themselves out. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it is what it is, and I, I do think the Boston Bruins are going to be a little bit too much for um, St. Louis. I think the Cinderella run might come to an end, but as my grandfather pointed out to me last night, anything can happen. When you make it to the cup final, anything can happen. However, I think historically, when at least when I look back, um, on my life and my uh, Stanley Cup watching years, it's just seemed like even though there have been, I've, I've witnessed quite a few Cinderella runs. Uh, there was Calgary when they made it against Tampa Bay. There was Edmonton against Carolina. Uh, there was Anaheim against New Jersey. There was Carolina against Detroit. Uh, Florida against Colorado in 96. Um, Vancouver against New York in 94. Uh, I think probably one of the few Cinderella's that would have won would have been New Jersey in 95 against uh, Detroit. But, um, and I don't know. No, I think, because, I mean, to call um, Pittsburgh when they won it in 09, a, I think it was in 09 they won it. Yes. In 09 when they won a Cinderella story, it wouldn't have been. They had Crosby, Malkin, and Stahl, and Fleury, and everyone. Like, they were still a stacked team. Like, lest we forget, I think they still had, like, Bill Guerin and Mark Recchi. They were a good team. Um, 
the 07 Anaheim Ducks were the favorite. I think they were there. Everybody's consensus picked that year to win the cup. They did. Uh, so, yeah, when you look at it, it's 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 kind of tough. It's 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 tough for me to say that the underdogs. I mean, what was it? Twenty ten or twenty eleven? There, twenty eleven when Boston beat um, who was it? Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver was the President's Trophy winner, but I mean, Boston was no slouch themselves. So, uh, I mean, sometimes that's tough when you have the President's Trophy winner in the Cup final. That's like, oh well. No, I mean, the Cinderella teams, it's always nice to see them get there. But at the end of the day, the better team usually, at least in my lifetime, has won. Even last year with Vegas and Washington, the clock did strike midnight for Vegas. And Washington kind of handedly won that one. I think it's going to be a bit of the same thing this year. I think um, Boston does take St. Louis. I think they, don't get me wrong, I think they could be close games. I think you could see a lot of 2-1, 3-1, 3-2 games. But... I think the Big Bad Bruins, uh, they've kept that core together. They've kept that system together. I think they're just going to be that little bit too much for St. Louis. Pardon me. So I'm going to go ahead and predict St. L- um, Boston to beat the St. Louis Blues in five or six games. I predict um, Tuka Rask will get the Conn Smythe Trophy this year. And I think it's going to be one of those awkward playoffs, kind of similar to the 2007 playoffs, in my opinion. That was, again, one of those forgotten playoffs. Even though I was rooting for Anaheim, even though I was happy Anaheim won the Cup that year, of all the playoff years, that was kind of the one year I don't really remember anything that fucking happened. Uh, I just, I you know, it, it seemed like a playoffs that, you know, all of a sudden I did a playoff pool uh, with my ex-girlfriend's dad for his work, and uh, we ended up winning it. Um, but, uh, cause I, I think I successfully, I actually almost had, I think a perfect bracket. I don't even know how I had Ottawa making it out of the East, but I think I essentially had the perfect bracket. Um, and that's why we won. I think it was over. Like we were done. Like we had already accrued enough points, um, on the bracket before even the cup final. Like it was pretty ridiculous. So anyway, uh, with that being said, yeah, I think it's going to be the same thing here. Um, this is going to be one of those Stanley Cup playoffs that kind of goes forgotten, especially if next year's is exciting again and kind of have those keystone matchups, those marquee matchups. You know, Ovechkin having another good run, uh, Crosby and Ovechkin maybe meeting in the playoffs, whatever it might be. Uh, Canadian teams finally having some degree of success. You know, Toronto has to get their shit together. Um, regardless, um, focusing on the task at hand and wrapping this episode up. Boston in five or six, Rask cons my trophy. And congratulations to St. Louis getting there, proving everybody wrong. Uh, and they have nothing to be ashamed of. And I think this is actually a good thing. St. Louis has been a consistent team. You know, it's not like they've been a slouch team. All of a sudden last year, they kind of fucking sucked. But they've been a relatively consistent team in the Western Conference. And it's nice to see that get rewarded. Again, San Jose. Always making it kind of deep in the playoffs. Consistency getting rewarded. But it's going to be Boston's year this year. Anyway, I thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. Um, over the next few uh, bit, I'm going to be talking about my return to live tournament poker. Um, the poker season is almost here. So talk about that a little bit. So stay tuned for that. 
uh, my updating plans for you during the World Series of Poker, um, uh, some things I'm going to try to do to keep all of you guys engaged um, and bring the cause and help support the champ. Uh, so let's do that. Anyway, I thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Take care and bye-bye for now.